This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. With me is Ken and Kyle, and I'm Cody. Hello. I did it again. I did that last <laughs> same intro last week. I get I look at Ken and he throws me off. That's and, what it is. I need to focus on Kyle. And you're and nothing. We're, and we're back. Everyone. I thought we were getting rid of that too. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just it's And we're back. It's become like second nature now. I don't know if there's anything bad about that. It's a good little Maybe I should jumper. add like a bam. We're back. <laughs> Whammo. B words. We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, great so, start, great start. Yeah. Let's just I'll fumble through the intro and we'll get into the meat of the, the potatoes of the podcast. Yeah, that's what people want, the meat of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> just give them what they want, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just going to gloss over a couple upcoming release changes and then um, talk about the No Time to Die trailer. And then, people, we're going to talk Tenet. It's going to be full of spoilers. Ah! Uh, maybe, maybe not, because we don't know what we're talking about, and we don't know what we saw, but hey, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken doesn't know what he saw. <laughs> Wait until you see the movie, because you know everyone that listens to our podcast is going to support their theater, go see the movie, buy yeah. tickets, buy concessions, and then listen to this podcast. Yeah. If you're listening to it now... Just, just savor it. Savor well, Tenant on its own they can and listen, then come back. They can listen to the the changes in the release schedule and our thoughts on the No Time Left to Die trailer. <laughs> Why yeah. are we having this conversation now? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just okay, get into let's it. Let's get into it. Okay. Release schedule changes. Snake Eyes moved from October of 2020 to October 2021. So is so. that a re-release of the Nicolas Cage what? Snake Eyes? No. I... <laughs> With, I think Gary, you wish with, it with is. Gary Sinise, I, yeah, definitely focused would. on a heist. I no. think you wish it is, but <laughs> isn't it that a is... GI Joe spinoff? Yeah. Oh, okay. I might still like it then. Yeah. Then it's supposed fa- to be action packed. The Fatherhood moved out of October of this year to April of 2021, and Clifford the Big Red Dog got put on the release schedule for next year. There was some, I guess, some talk it would be this year, but it is next year on Clifford. So. How was the No Time to Die trailer? Awesome? Uh, awesomer than awesome. Awesomer than awesome. I thought so anyway. Yeah. I really dug it. Me too. I really wanted a big action movie, and that looks so good. It looks so realistic, too. Like, they don't look over-the-top CGI action set pieces. They look like they could really happen. Well, it also doesn't look boring, because the last no. Bond movie, uh, what was it, Spectre, was incredibly dull. I do not remember a thing from that movie. Um, and here it looks like it'll actually be memorable and enjoyable and, you know, it will have that realism, but it also will, you know, have that tongue in cheek type of fun with, uh, Bond and his gadgets. So I'm here for it. What the heck? I like how Bond is surrounded by kick butt women in this trailer. A lot of them. I mean, they're all like kicking ass and he's just, he's just there. Taking I'm, names. I'm pumped to see Anna Day on this. <laughs> He's there with a list. Taking names. With a list. Falling behind. And please, that one. Please that be one. seated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think it's funny because one of those women you know is supposed to be like the replacement 007. Yeah. And there was that controversy way back when 
Oh um, gosh, that feels her. like forever ago. I know. We I remember us talking about it on the podcast too, like that controversy, and it was all a big deal. That oh no, she's taken over the mantle, quote unquote. Yeah. Not actually, but sort of is, and now no one even remembers that. No, didn't even come up, <laughs> nope. which is great. Like let's move on, be move beyond that kind of silliness, and yeah. just enjoy the fact that there's like a real movie on the horizon. Yeah, Bond's still there. It's yep. all right. It's all there. Still gonna It'll be, be okay. there at Thanksgiving. <laughs> We've got hope. Yep. Since the first Daniel Craig Bond trailer with Casino Royale, I really put these trailers on a pedestal. Like these are yeah. like the the. Pr- the best of the best as far as trailers the way they trailer these bonds with him yeah are some of the best and then this like took it up to a whole nother level where it's like oh we'll just show every major action piece from the movie in <laughs> two and a half minutes they're they're looking to really get people excited yeah hopefully it's not too much being shown but you never know it could be tasteful no and Rami tastefully Mal- done trailer Rami malik looks so scary as the bad guy That's i can't awesome. wait to see that yeah, I'm gonna I thought for that, sure he would just play a bad Freddie Mercury, but he actually played a <laughs> he completely, still different, teeth. completely yeah. different character. It looked like he might have had the teeth, actually, a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to take it off. It was yeah. conflicting with his schedule. Yeah. They were permanently adhered on. <laughs> yeah. They did them in between takes on <laughs> yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. so it's it's like the Henry uh, Cavill, Cavill mustache. Mustache yeah. all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and... Nonetheless, I love the cast. I love the look of this movie. Uh, I'm ready for uh, Bond to be exciting again. And not like Spectre. No. (laughs) Um, Should we talk about our classics and fun corners right now? And then do all the Tenet spoilers? Or we can wait until... Wait until the end? What do you think, Ken? always do it at the end. Okay, we'll wait until the end. You're going to change the formula that's gotten us millions and millions of listeners (laughs) and change it right now mid-podcast? I I was feeling a little crazy. (laughs) thought we should go in reverse. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. Cody's trying to go go reverse cowgirl here. Let's let's put it back on track, cowgirl. Well, that's not what I was thinking, (laughs) but okay. That's not where I was going with that. Ken zagged instead of zigged. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Sorry. Sorry. I saw a uh, way off. The I, saw deep a four, I saw a four-year-old sitting on the toilet backwards this morning. So that's. <laughs> I guess he's five now. But yeah. He was backwards on the toilet this morning, and that's that was stuck, burned into my brain. You're like, oh, that's something. That's one to, way to do that. He wanted to do it the fun way. I think is <laughs> yeah. what he said. All right. Okay. Tenant time. Tenant time. Kyla, Da-da-da. do your best. Uh, Oh, wait, spoiler alert, we are going to talk very specific things about the movie. So if you've not seen it, I Shame would just on you. turn it off now. Just turn it off. You've had you've had four days. Shame yeah. on you. Kyle saw it, what, Monday? Uh, first showtime, pretty first much. First showtime on Monday. Ken and I snuck out on a Thursday at 1130 and went and saw it. So You guys did sneak out after a while. I was like, where did they go? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even think that you guys went to the movie. And then... <laughs> Yep. Sure enough. It was but... awesome. So we'll start with Kyle and what he thought since he saw the first screening. Ooh, what did I think? Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's almost exactly what you're hoping for out of a Nolan movie. Uh, you're not quite sure what you're in for. And throughout the whole movie, you're still not sure what you're in for, but you love it anyway. Uh, just because he knows how to take that cinema experience and just take it to the next level with everything that he does. Um, the acting was superb. I mean, the characters aren't exactly the aren't exactly the most well developed. I would say, but at no. least he cast the right actors for the right roles to make them Definitely. interesting. Um, 
you know, the stuff involving the time travel was awesome, especially with uh, hand-to-hand combat and, you know, the action sequences that are, you know, large in scale. I mean, in the commercial, we see, you know, the plane stun quite a bit, and that's still awesome as well. Um, it was the world building, um, especially in the first half, where I wasn't a fan of because I thought that part was more confusing than it needed to, whereas with the time travel elements and them explaining it, that was actually pretty good to follow, I would say. Um, but we can get more into that with our spoiler-filled thoughts, but um, that's just about as basic for me as it gets is that I really enjoyed it. So when we kept talking about them blowing up at 747, for some reason, I pictured a much bigger explosion and an explosion <laughs> in the air. And so uh, that's my probably my only disappointment is that they just crashed it into a building <laughs> and it wasn't exploded in the air. It was in the trailer, Cody. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I didn't you watch see it rolling. I did watch the trailer. Although there you was have, a, You have one job. I wanted... <laughs> you to, have one job to do, and that's watch trailers. That's all you do here we on a daily basis. We talked about the trailers know? on the podcast. You lied about seeing the trailer. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I like the part where... They did that thing, and it was like super cool. Guys and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, they were running, and they did the <laughs> You things. were so full of it. <laughs> well, I didn't see the trailer, and I thought, plate explosion. Awesome. It's going to like <laughs> then go up the, and poof. Then you're in the theater, and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was a little disappointed <laughs> that you, that's it. Well, you watched two uh, Christopher Nolan movies, so you probably saw the awesome like plane dismantling in Dark Knight Rises. The beginning uh, action teaser was true. So that's that sets it up too. That sets a pretty big tone for this. You're trying to catch me, but I have seen Dark Knight Rises before, and then I was going to pawn it off as a movie to see. (laughs) I didn't watch it again. (laughs) All right, but I do know what point you're talking about. Back to tent. Okay. Okay. So, what were your your first thoughts? Your quick review, Cody, about my first thoughts. Um, I actually really enjoyed this film i'm not a huge christopher nolan fan so i until now and i hadn't maybe. seen the trailer so i didn't really know what i was getting into or an action movie fan or a robert pattinson fan yeah. or a or a fan of trailers <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. apparently uh, about the movie you're going yeah. to <laughs> sorry i like to go in blind and just feel the movie mm. not with any she, preconceived she was actually notions. Wearing, wearing her mask over her mouth nose and eyes during <laughs> it was this, just surprisingly total, enough no. it was a total face mask yeah <laughs> No, I I super enjoyed it. I thought it was so well done, so creative. Um, the action was amazing because, I mean, Christopher Nolan to me now is a genius. The way he had to create these sequences where you were seeing action happen in a linear time frame and then seeing the same action happening in the reverse, which is the inverted time frame and happening all at the same time to just choreograph that. To be those two things coming together is just phenomenal. And it really hit me when we see um, John David Washington's character go through this uh, vault. And at first, like, he comes across an inverted character and they're fighting hand to hand. But it's, like, all weird and twitchy. And then the inverted character will do some weird things with his feet. So you know something's off. It just doesn't feel natural and smooth and choreographed. It's definitely very off but then so that's early in the movie and then later in the movie you see it but the inverted coming from the other way and it just makes so much sense it like clicks in your mind why it does that since we're in spoilers it turns out it was himself whoa (laughs) he comes back and he's the inverted guy from the thing but anyways that, that just 
the ability to have somebody like choreograph that action and see that sequence in his mind from like two different points of view and be able to shoot that on camera to make it cohesive. It was awesome. I was really blown away by that. Well, it's even more surprising to me because I love Nolan, but one of his setbacks is hand-to-hand combat uh, scenes. I don't think they're quite as good as they have been in previous movies, but he was able to really take it to another level to where I thought it was some of his most impressive work, Uh, especially for, you know, those type of sequences where it's supposed to look off-putting and you don't know what's happening at first, but then, you know, it clicks, especially in, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I totally agree with that. In in films, these time travel scenes or reverse action scenes are always, like, they, they draw your eye but they're never more than a few seconds. Yeah. You see four or five seconds of a plane going from um, a reverse takeoff or something. You see something like that that's like kind of off-putting. You're yeah. like, oh, that's weird. Or you see the birds in this flying backwards, and you're like, oh, that's strange. But this was <laughs> that's a little this odd. <laughs> was 30 minutes of straight like Yeah, but it wasn't just rewinding action. the no, action. No, not rewinding it, but seeing yeah. it go against itself, right. seeing the reverse go against the forward. Like, doing that on such a grand scale is just so impressive, like you said. Yeah. Like, beyond impressive. I don't know how you well, keep that cause, straight. Because he really shot it that way. That's what's the crazy part, is that um, it's not just shooting an aqu- action sequence and then reversing that f- that footage backwards. Like, he choreographed it so that the action happening on basically the other side is happening in the same time, just in this, you know, inverted way it's just it's so hard to even explain <laughs> but it's not just like he shot the scene then reversed the one and then just rewound the one guy being like all the way back or if he did that's brilliant yeah yeah <laughs> so simple it makes sense <laughs> do, do we have any complaints or drawbacks first we'll do the do the negative and then we'll do all the glowing I, stuff i just want to talk all about what i liked i told you the only negative was that they didn't blow up the plane bigger <laughs> and, and or in the, the air hand combat yeah, um, with negatives, I thought that my biggest takeaway was just uh, some of the sound issues, and uh, and I think a lot of people have been starting to notice that too as the movie has come out. I didn't think there were any sound issues. I'm not really sure what the sound issues mostly come issues from. Dialogue, you I've, audiophiles. Yeah, <laughs> I just found um, the dialogue to be much quieter than it really should have been, and yeah, and normally with Nolan movies, like when it comes to you know. Um, background sound effects or like the score or you know whatnot it's it's usually like really big and booming which is great to have especially uh-huh. if you're watching the theater because i know my theater was shaking for the first time in like years right um but i noticed more than it should that the dialogue was a lot more muted like it seemed like it was a lot quieter than it needed to like normally we see like all of his back or see we hear all of his background noises you know kind of overtake the same scenes a lot of the time but I noticed it a lot more with Tenet to the point where it kind of bothered me. And it really took me out, especially in the first half of the movie, where I'm trying to understand um, what this world is about to begin with. And I I just would, <laughs> I guess I would just like to hear uh-huh. their, you know, classic Nolan exposition dump explanations on, you know, what we're in for. And for that first half, like, I just wasn't able to quite get into as much as I wanted to because of that. Oh, See, I thought I didn't have an issue with the dialogue or the sound at all. And in fact, there was one scene in particular 
where they're touring those vaults and the tour guide is talking constantly and and Neil, Robert Pattinson's character, is following behind him getting the tour. And I noticed that the tour guide's um, the level volume would go in and out. But when it became more and you heard it better, I think that was very purposeful. I think you were supposed to hear those lines. And then it kind of like faded down a little bit. Like like you were hearing it at the attention of Neil, who was, who was examining everything and picking up on the things he needed to hear from that guy. And um, I think you as the audience were purposely on hearing that as well as those same things. No, I do. I do agree with that. Like there, it was done where it is purposeful, exactly yeah. how you were saying it. But it's just in moments where I was noticing that uh, was like direct face to face conversations where you clearly should be able to hear what they're saying to one another and you're yeah. just not able to. Right. So, and for Nolan... You know, he's so particular with this type of thing. I thought, like, that's something, like, I just did not expect out of him. And I just was very I'm going to chalk it up to the theater being rusty and not having it programmed probably correctly then. (laughs) I mean, I I thought so, too, especially with ours at first. Like I said, it's the first time I actually felt my seat shake in years. But (laughs) I I remember just asking around to other people I know that went to different theaters and they thought the same thing. Hmm. So sound small plane explosion ken did you have any negatives <laughs> that robert patton's character was like nine different people during the movie what do you mean Explain. in the first he's like the uh drunk guide from indiana jones that's like the ruby's over here always having cocktails during his day yeah. and then he's like jumping off of buildings and all of a sudden he's a, a physicist he's and then a man he's, of mystery yeah no he <laughs> that part i mean i just john david washington is just a badass agent like yeah. that's what he does it like everybody kind of has their own like formula they fall into but he was just like one of everything he like was every time every he, man every time you needed something he had it and maybe that was his character and maybe it was but it was just kind of like whoa okay i thought it, eventually he was going to turn to a vampire and <laughs> <laughs> oh wait least, different, wrong movie wrong or movie. at least reveal he's bad man i don't know which is yeah <laughs> Batman. Oh God! <laughs> what turn did this take? <laughs> All of a sudden, there's Batman in this too. No, that was that was the only thing that was kind of strange, where he would jump, yeah. kind of jump roles. But yes, if it's that character of the international man of mystery who can do all these things, who has traveled through time and inverse and all these things, like he has that ability to do all these things. Now to the good stuff. There were so many good things. Yeah, the visuals, not the sound, <laughs> at our theater. <laughs> I'm sound- sure it was great everywhere else most likely the visuals the casting the directing the i mean everything i mean obviously in a movie like this the storyboards had to have been massive and intricate and like every every aspect of this was done as a so technical 200 million dollar movie should be done yeah like it was the best of the best as far as you could see and it's yeah we're post or we're post first wave pandemic here yeah so we're into this you know what i thought was weird it, it's not a negative it just was weird and i told ken this afterwards i was actually thrown a little because it the movie opens at this opera house and everybody's filling in their seats and the orchestra is down below getting ready and i just was like it, we've been six months from massive gatherings and i'm like we don't do this anymore it was just a weird like <laughs> This felt like it was from another time, that idea of all going to one place together, like the opera and sitting in close proximity. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get that feeling too when watching like shows or other movies. Like yeah. no matter what the year is, I'm like, why are they so close? Move away. You could get <laughs> sick with something. And then I know. I'm like, wait, gonna... this is you get that ridiculous. Like it's the, the, weird. There's mix Ugh. of commercials now where people have masks on yeah. on yeah. television commercials, and the next commercial they don't, and you're like, why are you doing that? It's, yeah. it's an odd. It's an odd you're time doomed. to be. Eventually, <laughs> it'll go back to. No masks and people will get comfortable right. with all thing. But right yeah. now it's just this weird in between the, time where things yeah the opening scene was that and like, oh. yeah and I'm like oh all those people together and I'm like what is being like it was wrong with me that I'm being conditioned that that's not normal mm-hmm. behavior like that that to me wasn't normal anymore that yeah. normal is we don't do that stuff I'm like oh this especially going to an opera house yeah this virus alone that's weird yeah. <laughs> who does that yeah. like this virus has just really changed society and it just a reflection in the movie even is crazy yeah the opera house action teaser to be in the movie was just a long bitchin teaser yeah. to start the movie <laughs> oh my it just, gosh it was it awesome. went and went and went like normally you get five minutes like seven minutes is a long action teaser yeah, yeah. this is like 20 minutes of them yeah. just running and breathing and shooting and wasn't the scene where they pumped the gas and everybody passed out just all at, at like dominoes all at once. Like awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting to watch, but then knowing that they were spraying bullets into this crowd of people just, who were unconscious, yeah. it was crazy. It was like, the like, whole like idea they're of, dead. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were hiding in this sea of people and it's not something, I mean, Obviously, they're trying to bring new things to the movies, but it's not something you've ever seen before. Uh-huh. Where it's just a sea of human shields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and normally, and then they were gonna just oh, blow them up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally, you know, after a while, gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just after a while, like you know, an action scene or any sort of scene that drags out could get old real quick, and you're like, all right, let's move it along to the next thing, but. I don't know. There was always moments throughout the movie where I was like, I'll just sit here comfortably and just watch this unfold. Yeah. Cause I know I, cause I just have that trust with Nolan that he knows. I don't know. Like he just knows how to edit the movie and film the movie just right to where it's like the perfect amount of time. Oh, the pace was great. And the it. pace is great. Like he knows how to keep you invested. Uh, like even in his classic exposition, dumb moments, you know, like when characters like really explain and they just rattle on and on. I'm still interested. Like that happens in Inception, Interstellar. Right. You you have to be though to right. catch you the movie. You have to be. Like <laughs> yeah, he you, keeps you so confused on the events unfolding that you're looking for clarification in those, and so you're just so like um, avidly interested in what the characters are saying because it you're trying to explain the yeah. action that you're watching. And most directors can't get away with that. No. Like Nolan is one of the few that can. And that's why he does it. He's like, yeah. I can make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to explain a ticking time bomb or an explosion, but in his movies you do. Yeah. Because there's so much involved with them. Let me tell you this whole backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to pick it up. Uh the casting, I, I, it was you know a a plus list everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my Michael Caine <laughs> showed up for like a five minute cameo. I was like, oh, okay, this is the whole thing now. His roles are starting to diminish more yeah. and more, but he always has to find or yeah. Nolan has to always find a way the to get Caine involved. <laughs> yeah, for um, John David Washington being in, you know, not a role like this before. This was yeah. this was he a was big so deal. good. And he killed it. Yeah, he's. I think he's a movie star. I mean, if we had that label still right. we don't really have that in these times anymore but that's what a movie star is and that was what john david washington was proving it well I he mean, can definitely carry that 
action star role. Yeah. Like he could be the next Bond. He had that charisma and that. This that was feel. Nolan's Bond. He's, movie. Yeah. He's it un- was Nolan's Bond movie. It, that's what it is. But with just with time wacky. Yeah. His version. Stuff. But it, it very much felt like a Bond movie. Yeah, for sure. It did. Bond movies are pretty straightforward. There's a couple little like corkscrews they put in there sometimes where it's like, oh, it's not that guy. It's this guy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That girl's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, but this they're pretty, one. They're not that. This one was straightforward. It had a villain. You knew the villain was. It was straightforward trying to and destroy straight the, Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to destroy the world and they were trying to save it. Like it fundamentally was a pretty simple story on on top of all these layers of how you get there but kyle and i are gonna sit here quietly while you explain the story to everyone (laughs) no this fundamentally simple story it is good guys bad guy trying to destroy our time to change the future and they've got to stop that destruction yeah i mean if you remove the nolan that's in this movie Uh it is almost a, a basic spy movie right where the guy's having to save the world yeah but. and he and the really cool gadgets are this like inverter thing that that changes time you don't really like go back in time you just go backwards backwards in time, in time. that's going forwards yeah Nailed i it. i likened it to two ships sailing in the night neck and then at one brief moment they cross paths and I feel and like crash into each no, other, like go ne- oh, parallel, parallel. Okay. They cross paths. Yeah. And then that is the sequence of this film is, is in that. So it starts out with, um, events happening like ship a, and then it twists. And then you see events happening in ship B and it all culminates in one point And in time where they either save the world or they don't. I mean, that's the car scene in Tenet. It's pretty much that. You think <laughs> yeah. it's the car scene? I think it's that moment where they're on the, where she's on the boat with him. Oh, I just mean like how you're describing yeah. like two ships cro- uh, crossing in the night yeah. or however you put it. Like it, I was thinking of that, but just with the cars in oh, that action scene. Yeah. But no, you're, you're right. The tipping point is uh, the ship. Yep. Yep. So, no, I just thought that, so that's kind of how I likened it, but. What threw Ken and I a little bit when we tried to talk about it later was when you find out at the very end that Neil um, doesn't take his piece of the of the weapon and he gives it back and he says, I've got more to do and stuff. Is So where was he on in the linear time and the time frame there? Like, because he just walks off. Like, does he? Maybe how does, he's, I maybe just he's never been going under- backwards the whole time. Yeah. But I just, well, I just didn't understand how he could how he could get to that point and be the dead body still down. I think he's there. I I think he's about to get to that point. Yeah. I don't I mean that's happened for uh the uh John David Washington's character who's named the protagonist, he doesn't even have a name. Right. Um I think that's he saw that already happen, but that hasn't happened for uh pattinson's character yet is my guess but this right. is also a good example of why why it gets confusing well <laughs> of why i want to see the movie again and this is yeah. the same with all of nolan's movies like you're not going to get everything on the first try no like you have to go back and watch this repeatedly which i would love to do i'm oh, hoping to do we that we will do it we and need I'm, to go back and see it again and i'm going to make sure to pay attention to pattinson's character a lot because yeah. like 
Ken's kind of right about his character. Like he's nine different people and he's, uh, you know, you don't, he's very secretive. Like you don't know a lot about him, but I'm wondering if like a second or third watching, I could be able to pick up things to where. So is John David Washington, like Optimus Prime and, and Robert Pattinson, no, Robert Pattinson's like Bumblebee, like his right hand man that does like the small workings and stuff, but the, the main hand in it all I is I feel like there's something else is here John where, David where Washington. you'd see something where Robert Pattinson is either interjected or there's some sort of Easter egg that brings him along where he is yeah. controlling everything moving through this. He knows that John David Washington in that opera house is a person that he needs to save because he needs to use him. But for something else. But like John David Washington's character talks about he's the protagonist. He's the he's the one that yeah. Sent, that recruits him and sends him back. So I, I feel like in the end, it's Maybe he his... trains his own master. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe that could be it. Yeah, I mean, those those type of types of things don't bother me when it comes yeah. to the confusion of this movie. Because um, it doesn't change me, the no. outcome. It, it really... Our confusion over over Neil's character in this doesn't change the outcome of no. that. Everybody was saved at that point in time. Like they were supposed to be. Yeah. We still get, um, we still get satisfied with the end result yeah. of what this movie is supposed to be. You don't have to understand all the parts because it doesn't change the overall outcome, which is still just really awesome to watch and right. ends on a good note with them saving our times world. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Did you guys like Pattinson? He was great as yeah. as the spy, as the... Uh... He would make a great Robin. <laughs> Just awesome. Or if they're doing a live-action Lego Batman. or Because he's mini. Or if they need a new voice for Bumblebee or so, something, he's so apparently. He's so skinny. <laughs> yeah, or if they're making a Transformers version of this movie. <laughs> apparently he'd be great. Use Transformers. I, did. I don't know why yeah. in my mind it just made a lot of sense in that moment. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny though, because um when you guys were when we were talking about um the beginning scene in the opera house, uh I remember Ken making a point of just John David Washington showing up everyone with how athletic he is. Because yeah. he used to be a what, a college football yeah, player? He played college football and he was in in baller so we went through um nfl training camp yeah for that so i mean he's a, a real athlete not like a elite level but i mean good enough to fit in in nfl teams on right. the field and things like that to make things look okay and there's a couple of scenes where he's running through the opera house or he's running in the um the desert battle where it's like you see all the uh soldier actors behind him running and then you see him running and like just losing them just putting them <laughs> in the dust and it's like oh like He's not running for an actor. He's just running for an athlete, just, just putting these it's people his, behind him. It's his normal jog. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. And no, I saw that right away, too, and I was like, man, this guy's cool. Yeah, he was like, he was doing his best Sonic impression, just Pretty dusting much. these people. <laughs> you can hear the uh, other actors behind him just... <sighs> Yeah. Oh, just, just trying to keep up. Yeah. The, the mics caught it by accident. <laughs> We're supposed to be running in sand right now. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, again, D- David Washington is awesome. Like he, the guy's a movie star, easily. Yeah. I also really like the concept uh, and of 
the future always knowing what you did. Like they said, it can't have any electronic communications. You can't have phone calls and stuff. But, you know, people take notes and if something goes bad, they'll investigate it. And those investigation notes will be. So the future will always have a record of the past Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. And they can always know. That's what makes this so difficult for the people trying to um, get ahead, a few moves ahead of the bad guy, Andre, because he's always getting fed information from the future. And even if they don't email each other the plan, you have to assume that the future will still figure out what ha- what went wrong if they change it and and then send something to be there to, to stop that. And so you're always at a disadvantage that you're maneuver it's like somebody reading your mind before you make your move yeah they explained that too in the beginning when they were messing around with the bullet like there's an instinctual quality right to to all of these objects and if you can wrap your head around that then you're able to do that like see that and i felt like that's more of why he showed up in the last scene to take care of the people who were going to assassinate the woman yeah like he didn't even need the message at that point like he's he's able to read and feel all these things yeah. at a certain point. Like he is, he is Neo. Like he <laughs> is the protagonist. He is the, <laughs> the one that can, can read, you know, the, the matrix on this. Like he knows he has that instinctual feeling about all this. But if you had the ability like to go back in history and change events, I would look at people in the shower. Well, like wow. we Wait, knew, what? like you know, when Lincoln instead of zigging, <laughs> when Lincoln got assassinated, that you know, every it's been like kind of research, and you know, the John Wilkes Booth, the way he came in and did all that. If you could send somebody back and change that to change the course of history, like we in the future have that benefit of hindsight and that idea of hindsight, not having that to counter an enemy, is just that would make the movie so much more interesting to me. <laughs> Yeah. But then that wouldn't be the basic spy story. Yeah. No. <laughs> then you get into like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Time Cop or something where you're <laughs> trying to just do the basic like, can we undo something that's already been done? Yeah. <laughs> Does it change the future? Yeah. Like, then you become that. It becomes Back to the Future 2 <laughs> when you're just dealing with these weird paradoxical things and not just right. the idea of the, the action in this one one chain of events. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. What do you think of, like, did you guys like the idea of it, those rotating chambers being how they send people through inversion? Yeah. Did you like that yeah. concept? Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Visually, it made it made a lot of sense having that. To make it a physical object and not yep. something magical. Right. Necessarily, it's yeah. just a, and it was a cool set piece. Right. That you really transitioned, like, every time they went in, you saw them rotate through and, and come, come out, out the other side. Right, right. And it was like they didn't, they went into a separate room or a, for some reason, a, a channel that you're not, that you can't come in the other direction from. And yeah. <laughs> it was very like laid out to explain that situation. Like you mm. said, Nolan can get away with those things if somebody else did oh, that. Yeah. It'd be like, no, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Nolan's like, well, I can watch me. Well, it's just <laughs> the idea that you're going through linear and then you turn around and go back the other way. So I think that anything visually that dis- that you can see turn make that turn. So even if it wasn't just the turnstile like that was, but it could have flipped you around or or done anything, I think helped visually tell you that some, that they have 
have made a change and they're heading the other direction. Yeah. Instead of like Ken was saying, it being something magical where it just like blip, blip, like you just appear, disappear right. or something like that. No, I agree. Yeah. Having it be something that was fixed in these locations and not a, uh, a DeLorean or a phone booth or time watch. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing and something I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the time watch. <laughs> Like I said, any other director would have done that, but Nolan, he he think he thinks of this stuff much better. But they're yeah, all fixed pieces that you have to go to and protect, and it was that was the best way to do it, I think. Oh yeah. wait, Endgame did a time watch. That's right. <laughs> they, that, yeah, they kind of right. did do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Send you back. <laughs> all right, oh, got myself there. They they told you how long they had right in Endgame. Yeah, yeah, it counted backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the next amount of time. I don't remember now, but I liked um, some of the other details too in scenes where you knew something was going to happen and you'd hope they address. Like when they're in the desert and they're running to the tunnel to go down because they were the one squad, and um, the Humvee comes up and it's like honking its horn. I'm like, oh, that's a good guy doing trying to warn yeah. them because nobody would be honking their horn; they'd be running them down. Yeah, yeah it was be- bad. <laughs> There was honking the horn. There was Robert Pattinson pulling the face mask off. Yeah. The uh, ant, what you thought was an antagonist. And I mean, very egregiously showing you that that was someone who was not an antagonist. Right. Like showing you someone was there to help. That was probably the one part where I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I know what's going to happen in this Nolan movie. I know who that is. So that, that was that one part where I was like, Wow, I feel like Christopher Nolan right now. He just wanted to, he just wanted to open the door for you a little <laughs> He's bit. He's like, I'll I'll give you a boost. You buddy. know that <laughs> yeah, you can't reach the window here, I'll give you a lift. <laughs> you know the um car scene where they've got the um the case and the car and stuff? Yeah. On John David Washington's rearview mirror there was a bullet hole and I was like how did that get there? That That's going to be an inverse thing. We're going to see that later. Yeah. And then later you see it like come back out and mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, we're going to get that. So there were like those little things peppered throughout the movie that were fun. Yeah. No, you definitely have to do a second watch and revisit oh my gosh. your theater again. I cannot wait for back. a second watch, actually, because <laughs> there's so many things. I'm going to you... savor this moment. Yeah. I love this Nolan movie. I want to go back again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. Did you this think... Is, where have the, you been all my life? Awooga, <laughs> awooga. Did you think that the, um, the little boy was Neil? Uh, or, no. No one thought that. No. I thought that. But then I thought, well, how did he... But that's why... No, but Nolan yeah. wants you to think that. I don't yeah. know. But no, I didn't... Like I, he that recruited didn't me mind. a long time ago. Because at the, at the end, he goes, this is... He's like, this is the beginning, he's like, or the end of a beautiful friendship. And so I thought, well, if it's really the beginning, maybe, and he's watching over her and this think, boy. I think maybe that's just a fun intrigue line to put in to yeah. like conf- extra confusion. Well, maybe no, I'm reading too much know. of that line. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, it's not the boy. Don't. He's like, because he said thing. we had oh, many. Now of, it's in my head. Oh, he's no, like, I want to no. say that's true. Now we had many adventures. He and, never talked to the boy. Yeah. The boy had a yeah. mother who was done being involved with a russian arms dealer who's going to end the world you know right john david washington's character i'm just is always coming back to see how they're doing maybe right he, maybe he was uh michael kane but younger oh, crap 
now that's a good idea yes. too. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. But then again, you could be saying anything to right. me as I'm really deciphering this movie, anything. and I'll be like, I'm trying to think of another right. white British guy that was in the movie that I can pull up. He wasn't Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Which I, I wish I, I wasn't a biggest fan of uh taylor johnson's role i, I don't know he, i guess i was who's really that whole... one is he the guy at the end he was yeah, the military the soldier at the end yeah. okay uh i mean he did a good job but i i don't know i guess no he i always, like that actor a lot he i was always hoping looks, for a larger he always role. looks awkward to me yeah uh, i like, could see that he always fits weird in these it, most movies he's just kind of off-putting for me he's like a slightly like more built paul dano to me where he just looks strange on screen weird comparison but all right <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. He's kind of gangly, awkward, and he's muscular but he's gangly. He's super muscular. Yeah, but he's also like lanky in that way. Like he's like walking around <laughs> like he's got octopus arms. I don't even know how to describe that to our yeah. listeners. What Ken? Just I did, did my octopus Aaron Taylor Johnson <laughs> impression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, it it was kind of a weird weird to see somebody else because Christopher Nolan usually shies away from that, like interjecting people with names if he doesn't have to like i didn't even recognize him if they're title characters you're he saying put them that in. but i didn't even recognize him yeah yeah because you don't watch trailers <laughs> how would you recognize a guy if you hadn't been in any of his movies and hadn't seen I him haven't in a trailer seen him in movies i have he w- he was we're waiting quicksilver mm. all right and he died in that <laughs> Spoiler Sorry. alert. So he didn't get to come back. <laughs> did you see it or did you read yeah. that spoiler? He was saving the kids and he got shot up. Okay. Yeah. Cody has seen another movie. Ooh, all right. Put that on the list. The second biggest movie of all time. I'm trying to think of the one that he was in that he played like the one superhero. I can't think of the name. Oh, I know. Yeah, I do too. I will look it up. Just don't say it. Don't think it. I keep wanting to say Knocked Up, but that's a wrong movie. <laughs> that is, that's the called? very wrong movie. Knocked Up. It's would, got man, Nicolas Cage in it. Movie. He was the best part. He was the dad. And he was training his little girl. And it was Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz, but yeah. Moretz, whatever. And <laughs> What's the yeah, name? What? What is that? Three, two, one. Oh. Uh, Kyle? It's Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Okay. <laughs> Starts with a K. <laughs> Knocked oh, you up. got closer. Kick ass. <laughs> After I told you. In Knocked Up, the K is silent. I don't know if it counts. I just visually saw a K in my head. And I'm like, I know this starts with a K, but I cannot remember. Knocked Up. Do we have any more thoughts on Tenet then? Uh, just convince everyone to go see it? Yeah. And see it again, because you will need to see it at least twice. Yeah. It was great. If you need to explain it to someone, I kind of thought that maybe it was inception without the additional set pieces because they had people moving through time at different frequencies and this was just all in one place at the same time everybody moving through and around each other nolan's movies will always be about time he'll (laughs) always find a way to use time in his movies whether it's inception with the different speeds of time or Dark Knight Rises with the literal ticking time bomb to end the movie. Even even Dunkirk, it's about three <laughs> yes, different yes. times in one war, and then they all just coincide with each other. I didn't even consider that. Like I was, yep. I was just going through his movies. I was like, what one hasn't he had? And I was like, ah, Dunkirk. And I was like, wait, shoot, no, he does use time there. Memento was no short term memory. Yeah, time uh-huh. issues. Yeah, so it's Interstellar just, had a timeline plot. It was only oh yeah, about time. Yeah, oh yeah. He loves clocks. That's just 
at the end of the day, Nolan loves clocks. He's a clock enthusiast. He's a clock enthusiast. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, director, clock enthusiast. Has never met a clock he didn't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I would just say that on top of all the fun things we talked about, Tenet, how amazing it was to just go back to the theater, go in, get your concessions, find your seat, have the house lights go down, darkness descends, and like all of the worries, everything going on outside of that room in that moment just washes away and you're just involved in that story. I just really miss that, that feeling. And it was to me the best feeling ever, just such a relief and I didn't realize how much I needed that, that escape. And I wish I had had that this whole virus. Really, I just needed the escape so bad. Just to center yourself and know yeah. what you what you do, everything you do for. Yeah. Like to get an idea of what that's like again. I just felt so good coming out of that. Like for a short time, I was in this other kind of world and all of the trivial things happening in our world didn't matter. I was more worried about time and space and saving lives and and that was just really fun to live in that for a while and not and then even though i had a mask on even though the things of this virus and this outside world were um penetrating into that experience trickled back in (laughs) yeah i i still didn't notice it like i just i once the house lights go down and that screen comes on i just don't didn't even notice and i just loved that yeah i definitely got that more than I did for Unhinged, which no offense to Solstice, like I had a great time with Unhinged, but it wasn't a thinker. It, <laughs> it wasn't a thinker, but I don't know. I just got that. I definitely felt more of that relief where I'm like, oh, a movie and a movie I've been waiting for, and it, yeah. it and it started and it's nice and yeah. I don't I, know what to expect, and it, yeah, it's an original story and yep, man. I mean, it was just. What's that? My seat is shaking. Yeah. yeah. Films provide. Sounds great. Have always provided that escape, but now it may. That was always kind of what people said. Movies are an escape. That's how people escape. That phrase has been so overused. But maybe that wasn't the case before. Maybe it was just entertainment before. But everybody going back now, it's a literal escape. Yep. From this crazy, crazy world we're living in. It's in this movie above everything else we've been able to put on screen so far. Like this one is literally an escape when's the last time you came out of a movie like discussing it yeah i really think like without just being like that was an hour and a half that was two hours and now i'm checking my phone checking my stuff you're like cody walks out she's like it was the boy he's the boy and i'm like he's not the boy (laughs) (laughs) i know we had to talk about it and it was fun it was fun to dissect it it was fun to dissect it here the next day here we are like we were waiting forever to talk to kyle really forever (laughs) forever because drew was listening we didn't want to spoil it for him no for (laughs) sure and i watched it on monday so i totally was not waiting a long time (laughs) (laughs) but no i i totally agree with everything you guys are saying so what are the hashtags for all of the uh uh cleaning and sanitizing in nato theaters it's hashtag cinema safe hashtag local theater there was hashtag other... save our cinema save our cinemas that's another big one yeah which people should still do right right wagging the finger for people who can't yeah. see which is everyone no. hashtag, <laughs> hashtag off the break podcast hashtag <laughs> ken is the best one hashtag <laughs> no way kyle's the best one. Oh, guys 
Oh, man. Somebody's outside the window yeah. screaming yeah. for Kyle. Our fans are screaming it's out like, the window. It's like Good Morning America there for a second. They get a sign. <laughs> Let's hear the fans. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it, it was awesome. It felt great to be back. Yeah, and Cody Much liked, needed. Cody liked a Christopher Nolan movie, so it was like, yeah, good yes. goodness, what? <laughs> I know what time travel I, t- backwards time... world are we living? Yeah, in? literally, what? she walked through an inverter. It took him what, like <laughs> nine movies or whatever, however many he's done to get his pinnacle movie really? out there. Save the cinema, best Christopher Nolan movie ever made. Go once, awesome. go again. Take friends, sit apart if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> do, do what you have to do to support this movie I because I, when I go to the movie, I don't even notice who I'm sitting next to. So really, no. Is I that wouldn't true, Ken? <laughs> That's a thousand percent true. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I notice how, if he got up and I don't, left. I don't know how many movies I've fallen asleep during, taking kids to the bathroom during. Yeah. Done these things, and Cody is like, I come back and sit in my seat. She's like, Did you just move? <laughs> I will not notice. I am no, so no absorbed paid. in what's going on that. I would be fine if nobody sat around me. Like that I, is good for most people and yeah. not good for Ken, who has to hold down the fort. Apparently, <laughs> yep. Hashtag hold down the fort. <laughs> uh, so now that you're a Nolan fan, didn't you yeah. watch two other Nolan movies for <laughs> Cody's classic corner? Sort of. Sort of. Kyle with the transition. I know. Nailed it. I learned from Ken. (laughs) Carrie Strug at the 96 Olympics. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Nailed it. I uh, watched one and I was pretty sure I had. How many? I watched one. How many? How many were you? Out of the two. Two. (laughs) Oof. Punishment forthcoming. Okay. We will talk that later. Let's, Let's get. I saw Dark Knight. And I had not seen. I wait. I've what? always, yeah, that's the one I watched, Dark Knight. Oh yeah, you haven't seen that. That's right. Right. Okay. So I thought I had not watched any Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but I have seen so much of the third one that I'm going to count that that I've seen it. <laughs> what does that mean that you've seen so much of the third one? Well, I saw like clips on YouTube or no? No, I'm, no it's I'm, because she lives with someone who appreciates. So I'll wa- I've watched <laughs> and like I've a little watched bit of it, it, and then she yeah. walks in. She's like, "What's this part? Who's that guy?" And then yeah. walks away. No, and then I watch it a little bit, and then I walk away. So I pretty much seen like. So he dresses like a bat. <laughs> I I pretty much seen that movie. Yeah, you can mm. ask me a lot about it, and I think I would know. Okay, well we'll play that Kay. game at a different date. <laughs> so what did you think of? So I had Chris Nolan's re- Dark Knight. Dark Knight. That's one I wanted to watch because it's his highest uh, rated on Rotten Tomatoes film. And it has Heath Ledger's Joker, which everybody's talked about. And I've never once seen. So I was like, maybe I should watch this movie and see what Big everybody's oof. talking about. And it, oof. and it was uh, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was enjoyable. It was not as good as Tenet. <laughs> I thought the Batman voice. I know he's trying to disguise his voice as Batman. But man, that... Uh, what do we do here? The voice is so annoying. I I just cringe. I cannot stand it. I'm like, just talk normal. Just talk normal. In or no, t- in uh, uh, Christian Bale's normal voice with his heavy accent or his American accent. <laughs> yeah. Either one would be good. Can you imagine if he did his his actual British voice as Batman? Oh, he would... could do a thick Cockney British accent. It would probably disguise his voice just as good as they that really would not voice. know who this guy is. Yeah. 
Some cockney guy uh, dressed up as Batman <laughs> just attacked me. <laughs> yeah, they would not think it's Bruce Wayne. So, yeah. and that's the point. You're trying to keep your Bruce Wayne identity secret. So, no. I, so that part was annoying. Um, I liked how the Batmobile and the Bat motorcycle. The Bat motorcycle is really awesome. Made for cool toys. Oh I my did. gosh, that was that thing was cool. And Heath Ledger's Joker was scary, and he had a great laugh, and that did not look like Heath Ledger at all. And no. you forget that Heath Ledger was only like late twenties in that. He looked yeah. so old, and yeah, and he was was scary, and it was. It was sad how um, his uh, Rachel died in it and stuff. He just missed her. And she died thinking that she had left him that letter because she didn't know that Alfred burned it. And so, and then he didn't come for her and it's like realization hit. And she's like, oh, okay. And her last thoughts had to have been like, he didn't come for, he did, you know, and then bam, blew up. Yep. Big turning point. Yeah. Corrupted uh, the last good man of Gotham in Harvey Dent. Yeah, I thought that Harvey's two-face makeup, um, like CGI thing, was so unbelievable because that eyeball would not have survived, <laughs> and it wouldn't be just, just out there boop, and not out. like not dried out, crusted over, and mm-hmm. yeah, that thing was gross. He, it would he would have been so much better if he was just missing that eye. I felt I would have felt like that was more just believable. Yeah, yeah, just a big hole, and then you could see through to his mouth because people do have that where they pierce and make holes so you can see into their mouth you know they gauge out a hole in their cheek so that's that would be believable but the eyeball i was like just get rid of that eye just really (laughs) looking forward to the more uh tommy lee jones acid acid dipped now that was realistic (laughs) (laughs) his purple face i liked tommy lee jones that must have been a lot of money that uh he got for that movie man every there that was, was before he was grumpy. There was. Are you sure? Yeah. There was nobody in that movie that didn't make bank. I was gonna. Yeah, that's true. They they brought out the dump trucks anyway. Yeah. I'll take I'll take good though. You thought it was good. Yeah, uh, I thought it night. was good. I'm just happy you I finally see, saw it. I can see why everybody's like, "Whoa, Heath Ledger was so good in that." Yeah. Because he really was the best part. I think. Oh yeah. Almost. Uh, well, I was about to say carries the whole movie. Maybe that. I don't know. I don't think that's too far of a stretch to say that he well, probably could have carried or was it's carrying so much about him that I don't, he, you know, the he is yeah. the character. And yeah. And, and he's such a agent of all the events that take place in the film. So you can't really, everybody else is kind of inconsequential compared yeah. to him. Oh yeah. 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 So we are going to assign punishments first or we want to hear kyle's we got to hear kyle's just okay. friends with that suit ryan reynolds how was it i had a great time with this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, anna I, ferris being crazy yeah i i i can't remember the last time i've actually laughed as hard as i did <laughs> in a comedy it's been it's been quite a while and really yeah. you're not just being sarcastic no here. like i genuinely was having a lot of laugh out loud moments and it wasn't even for like the most obvious of jokes it was just yeah. for like even the most subtlest of things like there's a joke where you know reynolds is on like the private jet with uh anna ferris who's like the pop star crazy yeah. pop star and you know she moves from her seat to the microwave to put in some food and she and she goes isn't it great that we're together and just subtly like you can almost barely hear him but he's like yeah you're the worst 
worst. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then she blows up the airplane yeah. because she puts <laughs> aluminum foil in the microwave. It, it, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the humor just got me. Ryan Reynolds is just so funny. He is really funny in that. That was early in his career movie after Van just Wilder. Pretty much, yeah. No, and I love Anna Ferris, so that movie has always been kind of special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of special. <laughs> kind of special. Yeah. Did your girlfriend watch it with you? Uh, no, she's oh. seen it already, and she said, like, she didn't really like it all that much. <gasps> Blasphemy. Weirdly enough, though, when I was telling her that I was watching Just Friends, she was like, my brother says, like, that's one of his favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like, that's one of his favorite? And she's like, yeah. Well, his favorite movie is The Proposal, but... <laughs> and I was like, all right. Oh, I love The Proposal. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I think you've asked me that before. Have you seen Two Weeks Notice? Uh, with who? Who's in that one? Um, who is it, Cody? Who is it? I wasn't trying to do while, it. No, while you're, I wasn't trying to do it. While you're screaming at your iPhone right now, Cody, everyone knows who's in this movie. Except for Kyle. Apparently. Except for Cody. Well, no, you, Cody says she's it, is saying she's seen it now. It's Hugh Grant now. and Sandra Bullock. Thank you. I know who it is. I know I just who it don't, is. And the, I have the I don't face. remember the ma- names, and that sucks. <laughs> like, she's in Speed, and he's in... Um, other movies. <laughs> I can't think yeah, of right let's, now. let's keep naming things, Cody, to make it better. <laughs> Digging the hole deeper, folks. Oh, that's so bad. I Would you like go. a shovel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please just bury myself <laughs> yeah, out of this conversation. Oh goodness. So, so Kyle, it sounds like you enjoyed a movie off Cody's list that I was did. not chosen by Ken. Whoa, crazy! I'm surprised. But I it's know. Ryan Reynolds, and he plays his like. His his shtick character that he it's normally a, it's does. It's like a meaner shtick character too. Yeah. Like the entire time, I'm almost like, this girl has no reason to fall in love with this guy. No, like she, like past history aside, like you do not need to go back to him. No, and like during the movie, I honestly did not understand like why she suddenly was falling for him because he was just like the worst the whole time. But yeah, but she's stupid. That's why. <laughs> Yep, that's a good point. <laughs> Didn't think of it that way. Nailed her character. Yeah. Dumb as opposed. Dumb. Yep. Uh, no, I, I still enjoyed it anyway. Like, the laughs, like, outweighed my thoughts on, like, the story. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yay. <laughs> Score one for Cody. <laughs> one out of, like, 100. <laughs> and many more movies to go. Yeah. Do you have, do you want to? Uh, me to watch the proposal or two weeks notice well i'm wondering if we should do a ryan reynolds rom-com thing or a sandra bullock rom-com thing that's fine or hmm 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 well i think i should kyle's girlfriend's brother suggested the proposal so i think we go with that (laughs) i think that seems like a perfect choice that's pretty good because your punishment was what, what, what was, was suggested it? by one of our newest fans. Yeah. Because you couldn't sit and watch Christopher Nolan, one yeah, of the acclaimed I directors of our time. We just got busy this week. It's hard to find like three hours. That's why I like an hour and a half. never touch a fast forward button during a movie, do you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Full three hours, no. huh? <laughs> I never watch it at one and a half speed So either. since you went to Tenet and enjoyed it and are doing yeah. shout outs for it right now, trying to get people to go see it. You're done with Christopher Nolan. No, I want it. 
want to. I do want to watch Interstellar because that's his lowest well, rated one. Do it on your own time. Okay. <laughs> I'll report. I'll report back. <laughs> Along with your AFI 100 movie, which you will be choosing on your own. Okay. You are required to watch watch the film Amelie. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Big oof. <laughs> Total punishment here. Man. Yep. Man. I know. I know. It's going to be tough. That's the but name that's of the get. game. That's the name of the game here. It's not fun if you don't actually get punished for this. Well, not fun for Ken anyway. Yeah. Kyle enjoys it too. Don't sit here and <laughs> pretend <laughs> like don't sit here and pretend like you're you're Hopping innocent bystander. Hopping up and down my seat, clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's the monkey with the symbols over here. Yay! <laughs> Make her watch it. <laughs> I can't tell her to do it, but Ken can. Yay! Fine. Fine. Guess what we're watching at the cabin this weekend. Sounds great. I'm in. With everybody. I will have so many drinks. <laughs> I am so excited to start this weekend. <laughs> Let's get this weekend going already. All right. Let, ready to wrap this guy up? Yes. All right. All right. Cody's got three movies to watch. Kyle's what got his. What are my three movies? A Christopher Nolan movie that you're going to watch because oh, yeah. you volunteered to watch it. Yep. Oof. Amelie. And then one of our AFI top 100 lists, so you can get through this Ooh, bad what boy. What am I going to pick? Where is our list? You can watch Butch Cassidy again. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That was so boring. Chinatown with Jack Nicholson? Um, the Godfather? Part one or part two? No, thank you. Um, I don't think part two's on here. I think they may have included it as part of part one. <laughs> oh, really? They were like, it counts. <laughs> it counts. We also don't count part three. <laughs> Apparently, like, there's going to be, like, a new cut of Part 3. I thought I read that A Part 3 re-release recut? Yeah. Which, Part 3 just needs to go away. It was, it was like, a legal real estate movie. Like, I, it was... I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's just, <laughs> I'm just spreading the news. I know. I saw that, too. And I was like, I mean, I know they recut 1 and 2 when they digitally remastered them. Mm-hmm. But just do it again. <laughs> yeah. Just recut one and two again. <laughs> like three just needs to go we'll away. Still get I want to anyway. watch Casablanca. Oh, beautiful! Did you not see that one already? Mm-mm. <laughs> Kyle, I'm... she 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 started with like fifteen of these on yeah. this list. Yeah, <laughs> that I thought I'd seen, but I'm going back and I'm gonna actually watch them. All right. Here's looking to you, kid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> A classic. A classic. All right. Uh, so. That's it. And Kyle's watching yep. the proposal. The proposal. Uh, All time romantic classic. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson classic. <laughs> Not the baby blanket. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, everyone. Not uh, the baby maker. That's what it was. <laughs> if there was anyone watching to our spoiler filled talk about Tenet, thank you for sticking around. Uh, yeah. And just in general, thanks for listening to this podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and at silverscreeninsider.com where if you're a theater owner or manager needing of uh, upcoming supplies from the studios, uh, we got you covered. They're all available there. Yep. Have, Have a, a good weekend. long weekend, yep. everybody. It's Labor Happy Day Labor weekend. Day. Enjoy it. Go see a movie like Tenet. Like Tenet. And, and Twice. Tenet. <laughs> Go see it. Bye. You need to. Bye. Bye.